So I think uh, it has to be at least a couple of weeks, right? I think 30 days should be the goal. But if it's not at least a couple of weeks, then you're not going to get the benefit of, of the resets. You're just not. How much more successful would you be if you had lunch once a week with insanely successful entrepreneurs who share their biggest secrets on how they think and achieve success? Grab your seat at the table, because this is Business Lunch with Roland Frazier and Ryan Dice. Hey, business owners. At Scalable, we know there are three key steps to getting your team clear on where they are in relation to your company's goals. The first step is to identify three to five metrics that tell the clearest story on how this team is helping the company hit its growth goals. The second step is to create clear targets so your team can declare in advance what winning looks like. And the third step is to measure these targets on a weekly basis. When your team is forced to interact with the numbers themselves, they begin to truly know their numbers. If you want to see how we track our numbers here at Scalable, you can get a free template at businesslunchpodcast.com slash dashboard. That's businesslunchpodcast.com slash dashboard. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Business Lunch with your hosts, Roland Frazier. That would be me and Ryan Dice. Ryan, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing great. You know yeah. why I'm doing so great? You know why um, I'm doing so great? Because you're about to go back to work. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that is a big yeah. part of it. No, yeah. I mean, I, as you know, I just completed a, a, a month-long vacation with the family throughout Europe. I would even call it a sabbatical. I mean, a month, that's a long time. Yeah, I think a sabbatical is like two months or I don't even know what a sabbatical is. I had a friend who hit me up and was like, yeah, you know, I'm going on a sabbatical. And I was like, you don't do anything. Like, what do you need a sabbatical from? But Anyway, I was plenty happy. Just take some time off. And I know you did this earlier in the year. And we don't do that. And we did it in kind of the same continent, which is kind of fun too. Yeah, yeah, both both cruising around. And you know, I think yours is probably a bit more relaxing than mine because you don't have four kids in tow, four young ones at least. But um, no, man, it, it was so, so great and just came away realizing, I don't, I don't think I realized how burnt out I was. And I, I don't use that. I think that term is like overused a lot. Like somebody is just like tired and they'll be like, oh, I'm just a little burnt out. I think there's a big difference between just being like tired and being, you know, burnt out. And I, and I think I kind of discovered that. I want to hear what that is. So I think for I think for me, like tired is just uh, I've been working a lot and, and I'm exhausted. I need to sleep. Right. That's a normal kind of rhythm of life. And more of an I need rest than. Yeah. And so for me, uh, you know, I, I'd wake up, I'd work, I'd go to sleep, could do it the next day. It's not that I was like necessarily like tired and there's good tired and there's bad tired, right? There's good tired, like, you know, after a really good exercise or after a really, you know, great, you know, day of, of work. I think burnout is when you're just, it's output, 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 but there's nothing coming back in, right? In the form of wins, Right. I mean, I mean, and we talked about this a little bit. I mean, we're always, you know, just, I guess for context for our listeners who don't know, like we've got a number of businesses that, that are in our portfolio group and there's companies that Roland's, you know, has more direct responsibility for companies that I have more direct responsibility for companies that Richard has more direct responsibilities for kind of from, we all, we own them all, but we're basically supposed to kind of run and manage some of them, obviously helping each other and kind of the stuff that I've been doing, it's just sucked. You know, and we've had, haven't had some big wins in a while and I'll admit it. And I'm watching you and like, you know, you're crushing and I'm excited, you know, about the businesses that we have that are doing well. But yeah, I think I was burnt out because it was a lot of work, 
but we just hadn't had any like big wins. And, and you know, that's a, we go through these seasons, but I think that's what it was. I think the difference between tired and burnout is burnout is when it's just work, 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 output, 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 and there's nothing coming back. Um, I think we need wins. So, well, so let's talk about, uh, benefit of getting away and the possibility of getting away. So what, what do you feel like, I know you can, you've come back and you're, I, cause I've got all the texts now, which is great. <laughs> it's like, I can see the renewed energy. What do you think you do? Like, A, how do you identify that? Um, cause you did, you said you didn't even realize it and B, how do you arrange to make that happen? And then C, what do you do while you're gone? That kind of helps to hopefully wash away the, the burnoutness. Yeah, I mean, I truly believe that once a company gets to some degree of scale, and we can talk about you know what that means when you're kind of beyond the startup phase, every entrepreneur really should plan to take a 30 day vacation. And, and there's like three big reasons why I think that is. But I just want to be clear: if you're in startup mode, you don't necessarily have this as an option, right? If you're launching, you know, something new, you know, you just got to go, go, go. And that just that is the season very often, you know, of business. And that's kind of where we've been with a lot of these different companies that we've had to launch or relaunch. And, and, and so that's why it had been so long since I had, I had done something like this, taking little trips here and there, taking a long weekend. We've gone on stuff for a week or so, but really taking 30 days and truly turning off, right? So not, I've gone on trips where I've still worked. I know you have too, right? And, but there needs to come a time when you just say, no, I'm going to take 30 days off. And, and you know, look, you can check email social because it's fun, fine. But I mean, you need to basically commit to yourself and your team that you're not going to do work, that it truly, you know, is going to be an opportunity for a reset. Yeah, I, I think for that, like during that time, though, it, it's a mistake. If, if you're checking email, you, you have to, because it's too easy to get sucked back into it. I think you, you got to say, hey, I'm, I'm going to be gone. It's And the only thing I had really the 30 days that, that I took before and earlier this year was our meeting with Clarion, which was my excuse to go over to, to London. And, um, and I mean, and even though I love what I do and I know you do too, it's like, I, I would do a lot of this stuff for free and do something else to allow me to do this. So that like, I actually do get pleasure out of it. And I think that's, that figures into it, but you have to be careful because when you like it, you, might not ever give yourself a break accidentally. And you find yourself kind of like I did at the beginning, you know, of this year, having gone a couple of years really, really hard because you really like it and you're enjoying the, the, even if you're having wins, because I think it's like, you can actually be burnout, you know, or whatever we want to call it, even if you're having wins and not really realize it, the, the value of that recharge is critical. So whether you're happy, winning, not winning, frustrated, etc. I think there's a tremendous amount to, to be gained and you have to shut off. And, and I think, you know, you, you did that while you were gone for the most part. And, and, and I did too. And it's just so important to not get into that. And if you're checking social cool, but you know, Hey, what if you gave yourself a, you know, a break from that and all of its own, you know, kind of BS. <laughs> Yeah, I think there are three things that I kind of came back, three resets that I believe occurred, you know, for me, because I was thinking about, I was like, wow, this does feel really good. So kind of the first reset was just a general productivity reset, right? I got more done the week that I got back than I would normally get done in a month, right? And, and I think that this is, you know, for a couple of reasons, one, I was rested, you know, but two, I was clear minded, right? I, I had had this whole time just to just to think and not just to think about the urgency of the now, right? The tyranny of the now, which is almost what it had become, but, but to really begin to think out 
further because I didn't have anything to do that day. I was on vacation, right? And so just giving yourself that amount of time to think beyond today, that created, a, you know, just a sense of clarity and perspective so that when I got back, right, when, when I got back from this, from this trip, I was like just a ball of energy ready to burst, but it was in a good place, right? Because I, I did nothing, you know, I still didn't work, but your brain is still going, right? You're still thinking about stuff. You're still processing some things. But what I did, and I think that this is so important to prevent yourself from falling back in, you've got to, if you're going to take 30 days, the first week, don't just go and sit on a beach somewhere. Because as entrepreneurs, we will get bored. You'll get bored and you will fall back into what you love and what you're good at, which is probably work. And so I'm very thankful. I have a wife who, when we plan vacations, there's no breaks. Like it is full <laughs> out. I mean, literally we landed in London and she's like, okay, no jet lag for us. We're going to get up. We're going to walk along the Thames. We're going to walk down to the, you know, St. Peter's. I mean, like going on like these five, 10 mile walks around London. And that's smart. If you've ever, you know, traveled internationally, it helps with, with jet lag, but we're going to go, go, go. And, uh, and, and what that meant is I literally didn't have time. I didn't have time to do work. And because I was in a different time zone. So I think that that productivity reset was kind of the, you know, the, the first thing. I like you, you mentioned it really quickly. I, I like the time zone hack too, because if yeah. you're there and it's for me, eight hours later for you, seven hours later there or six, six. And then, you know, it, it's kind of hard for anybody to get a hold of you anyway, even if they were trying, because you're literally outside, you've shifted yourself past the working hours of most people. And that's not a bad thing. It's not, especially I remember one day, you know, I made the mistake of checking Slack. Right. And this was actually like two and a half weeks into the trip. So I was frankly starting to get a little bit and like I was like, I want to get to work. Like, let's see what's going on. So I cheated and I checked Slack. And I saw that one of our GMs had posted something kind of panicky about whatever it was going on. And it was the kind of thing that I know for a fact I would have immediately engaged. And I looked down a little bit further and I saw the conversation. Richard jumped in and some, you know, Matt Swan jumped and and, and it was, you know, fixed in about 20 minutes. Right. But I know for a fact that I would have jumped in and I would have engaged. And I don't know that I would have even helped the situation to be candid. But it was nice just to look at it and be like, okay, this happened. I was like, oh crap. Oh, bummer. I wasn't there. Oh, wait. Never mind. It's it's fine. It got solved. And and so just that was good because it's like, okay, then what is the work that I should be focusing on? And that's kind of the second reset was just the habit. Right. I, I didn't realize there was just a lot of bad habits that I got into in, in terms of the first thing I would do when I would go in and spend time on things that might not be the most effective. And and I remembered a few years ago, I'm not like in the best shape now, but a few years ago, I was in like really bad shape, like let myself go in a bad, bad, bad way. And so I hired a uh, trainer and nutritionist to help me. And the first thing that he had me do was to do a seven day fast. And it was like basically nothing but water for the first, you know, for the first like day or two. And then it transitioned into smaller things, but basically almost nothing for seven days. And the reason he said that I should do this is because he's like, yeah, you know, you'll lose some weight, but that's mostly water. It's not about that. He said, it's about resetting your habits and resetting your taste buds, right? He, he said, when you come back, the first time you have something sweet, it's going to taste almost like painfully sweet, something salty. It's going to taste almost painfully salty. Right. And, and so that kind of taste bud reset and also just the habit, like, you know, had the habit of just going to the pantry and grabbing something, you know, carby, right? When you eat nothing, you reset those habits. And so coming back, it was like, I didn't, you know, I was almost like, I don't know what to do because I have no routine. And that was a good thing because it gave me the opportunity to reset it. And then I guess the third piece was just, I think there's an expectation reset that needs to take place because I've said it before, but it was a different animal to live in. And that's if you can't leave your company and take a 30 day vacation, you don't own your 
business, your business owns you, right? And it's one thing to say that in theory, right? But when you say, I'm planning this trip and I will be gone for a month, you start to think, okay, what are the things that are going to break down in our business operating system? And that's kind of what I, the work that I did leading up to it was making sure that those things didn't break. And because then I created certain assets that, well, now we're, those just exist moving forward. And so I think just that, that expectation reset of like, oh, I actually can be gone, you know, for this amount of time, the business can, you know, make it, or maybe you decide I can't. And in the planning of it, you realize I've got some work to do. Both of those are far better than just operating under the delusion that you could, but you never do because really, you know, you can't. How did you look at resetting your habits? You said like being away for 30 days and you realized that there were some habits that you went to that maybe weren't the, the best what did you do or what are you doing to consciously change those and replace them with new things instead of kind of coming back into those again? Yeah. I mean, it's like really, really simple things. I mean, I still, you know, basically go into an office. Like even when I'm working from home, I go to an office. So I take my laptop and I set it up. Right. And what I would do is I would just open up and I would just start checking email and email would invariably lead to like maybe reading, you know, a blog post, maybe reading this get in the first hour, hour and a half of my day would be you know, essentially consumed by things that I didn't plan for it to happen. Where when I'm at my best, what I'm doing is I've decided the day before, and none of this is new, right? I've decided the day before, these are the big three things I need to get done tomorrow. This is my thing, number one. And I would just open up and start working on it. So literally, when I'm at my best, from a habit perspective, I would have open, before I close my laptop the the day before, I would have open the thing I'm going to work on the next morning, not my email. Okay. Uh, and to do that, it, it, it ensures that I don't necessarily just go to bed checking email or social or whatever. Right. So I've got open the thing I'm going to start working on the next day. I get out my planner. I put it next to me so I can confirm, yep, this is what I'm going to do. Quick calendar check to make sure that there's, you know, nothing big that I forgot about. And then I just get to work for an hour. Are you not checking email or anything like that then as you, before you get started? Yeah. I'm not checking email before, yeah, you know, I think b- that's before so I, before I get started. And, and, you know, I mean, if I'm sitting there at breakfast or whatever, I might open up my look at email on my phone, but I'm not going to respond or engage with it on my phone, really. Just same with a social. I, I would like to pretend I'm that disciplined. I'm not. But from a habit perspective, just getting started and doing my first thing first, right? What's the next thing that I need to do? Okay, do that truly next. And then afterward, I can check email. So I can work from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. And there's nothing that's in my inbox that if it waits an hour or an hour and a half or two hours is going to cause the world to, uh, you know, the universe to unwind, right? It'll be fine. Or people will be hitting me up from other channels. I, that's what I was going to say. I think that's true for everybody, right? Because then they would start blowing up your phone. <laughs> the other things right. would happen. Yeah. People would be knocking and, on and your door. I, <laughs> I know this, right? Intellectually, I know this. And if somebody would have said, you know, hey, I can't help but notice that when you get into the office first thing in the morning, you're not really starting on your one thing. You're kind of checking email or whatever. Like you're not very focused. If somebody would have said that, I would have said, well, number one, why are you spying on me? That's weird because I'm generally by myself. No, <laughs> but I'd, I'd be like, yeah, you're right. But it had become habit. I had allowed bad habits to form. And so that was just one example. There were plenty of other little things though. Because I see this all the time is it's like comfort food. It's, it's, you can check your email and not have to do anything. You can like, it allows you to put off the hard thing, whatever that thing is. If it's like, it's the, let's oh, I'll go and just have a, you know, a a Twinkie instead of the, uh, instead of go work out, that's comfortable, you know, but it's not 
productive. It's not going to get you what you want. And I think it's just really easy. I've, I've watched accountants before that are like just doing data entry or, or, or actually writing checks and stuff. I'm like, you shouldn't be doing that. That's like, you have people that can do that. You need to do the budget. <laughs> it's, it's, but that, that's hard. That requires work. And so it's very easy for us to get into the habit of having a lot of our day. I know that the productivity studies say most people only get a couple hours a day during an eight hour day, if that of actual productive time. And, um, and the way that you fix that is that you time block those three things in that you want to get done and you hold yourself to those and you catch yourself and it's, it's almost like a cookie swat. You know, it's an email swat. This is stop that, right? You got to look at uh, doing the things that you need to get done. Otherwise they just pile up and then they become kind of overwhelming. And then you really don't want to do them, right? It's like, don't want to look in that drawer where I've got, I remember you had somebody that put a whole bunch of checks and our bills and things underneath the computer or something like that. And you, they, when you, when that person left, you guys looked at you like, what the heck, right? It's, it's that, that's exactly what that person was doing. It's like, I don't want to deal with that. I'm just going to do this comfortable thing over here, right? Yeah, and, and I think, again, intellectually, we can all know that we shouldn't do that. And if somebody calls us out on it, but when the habit has been ingrained, right? When, when the groove is deep, then it's very, very difficult to reset that habit without first resetting your environment for a season, right? You've got to break yourself, do something to break kind of that triggering, you know, event. And, and that's why I just, I, I do think... Um, you know, for, for any entrepreneur whose company is beyond that startup phase, you should take a 30 day vacation, plan 30 day vacation. And even look, if you want to tell your team, if, if that completely freaks you out, you know, I think maybe a way you could limp into it is to tell everybody you're taking a 30 day vacation and then really only plan a two week one. And then, you know, you could have, have the last two weeks, maybe you go ahead and come home and you just don't go in or you don't really check in. But if something blows up and you're just fiending, I guess you could. But I think that there is something magical about saying, I'm going to be off for 30 days. Um, and, and so what must be true for me to be able to do this and for everything to be okay? Uh, I think you're going to create the assets that need to happen from just the ability for your company to scale. I think you're going to reset a bunch of habits. And I think when you come back, what you quote unquote lost in that 30 days, you're going to get get back uh, two, three times over in the focus intensity and just clarity that you're going to have from that time. And I think you're gonna have better relationships, right? Yeah, Whether you're you know married, single with kids, it's just, it's too good to not do it. So every year now, we need to do it. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I think you're going to join us for a, a bit of it. But we're going to do that again in a few months. And uh, in the same place, it always seems like I want to do it in Europe just because I, I like that time zone thing. And I happen to like Europe. You've got you know, so many different countries with different things going on. But the other thing is, to, for me, it takes me about a week, maybe four days, but, but not fewer than that, to come down off of the work buzz. Like, like my wife calls it business mode. And so, so like, if I come home from having done a bunch of stuff, then I bring my business mode home and, and I'm, you know, it's just, <laughs> and it'll be like, you know, well, you need to do that and that needs to go there and that needs to do that, you know, and it's, I'm not thinking about it at all. And I'm not trying to be bossy or a jerk or anything. It's just like, that's what we do. We run companies. And so we make decisions and we, you know, get things done. And, and, and she's like, you're in business mode. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. It's like, you got to get back to, you know loving family mode from business mode. But I think it takes a few days. It does me anyway, to get out of that and let go of it because it's like, I'm so into it 
And, and then after those three or four days, it really opens up. So that's why, to me, the longer period of time that you can take, the better, because then a weekend, I'm definitely you know, just doing whatever we're doing and hundred percent there. Cause I think it takes a minute to get a hundred percent in the, in the presence of the people that you're with when you're taking a vacation. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah it, so yes. And it's especially true if you're doing some like crazy sprints leading up to that season, right. Leading up to that vacation. So I think it has to be at least a couple of weeks, right? I think 30 days should be the goal, but if it's not at least a couple of weeks, then you're not going to get the benefit of, of the resets. You're just not. Because you're going to be, like you said, you know, three, four, five days into coming down. Then you're going to sort of enjoy it. And then there's a, a, a period when you realize it's coming to an end, like three days out, where you start to either regret the fact that you got to go back or you start to anticipate. But those last two, three days of any you know vacation, you're sort of shifting out of vacation mode and back into work mode. And so if you only have a week, then basically you never get into actual vacation mode. Agreed. You 100%. basically shift in and immediately out. And so it's on it's on both ends. So I think two weeks at a minimum, because then what you get is as close to a week in the mode as possible. And I think that's the minimum amount that you can have to have those resets we talked about. Hey, Business Such listeners, we're going to get right back to the show. But Roland wanted me to invite you to a brand new training that he's doing on acquiring businesses with no money out of pocket. It's something that he's talked quite a bit about on the show, but he's doing a free training where he's going to walk through the entire process. So if you want to get access to that, go to businesslunchpodcast.com slash epic. That's businesslunchpodcast.com slash epic, and you can get signed up. So let's talk about what specifically people would need to do to prep for a 30-day vacation. The, the first thing I would say is you've got to choose it now and block it off. And the time that you're blocking off should probably not be less than, not be fewer than 60 days from now so that you have the ability to plan for it. So you got that means you've got to truly carve it out on your calendar and don't just leave it blank. Actually book the that 30-day span into your calendar and that means then that going forward, any recurring meetings, because we all have, I mean, we all have recurring meetings and group trainings and board calls and all that kind of stuff. So that means that you're going to decline all of those things that are on the recur in your calendar for those times. You're going to let everybody know what's going on and tell them, we need to figure out how to cover me for these, these dates. That to me is the minimum, minimum first thing you got to do. Give yourself 60 days out so that you have time to make it actually happen. And you won't be like, well, I could get all but that one. Uh-uh. You got to get the whole thing. It's cold turkey. It's the seven-day fast that Ryan talked about, right? And then you've got to rearrange during that block of time and cover yourself for those things. Let's talk about what else somebody would have to do and what are some of the things that might get in the way of that that we can think about in advance and get around. Does anything come to mind for you? Yeah, I mean, you've got to put intermediaries in between you and work. Right. And so I would encourage you to have somebody in your inbox, right? So whether it's an executive assistant or, you know, somebody else, like maybe you're saying, like, I'm going to go in and change my email, somebody you trust, obviously. So, you know, a peer, a business partner, somebody like that and say, Hey, will you just, you know, pop in and check my email? Like, so I felt a sense of, of comfort that I didn't have to look at my email because I knew my assistant Serena was in there. If there was something really, really big that she knew and everybody in the company knew, Hey, if there's something really, really big, 
you know, percolated up to, to Richard or to Serena and they know how to get in touch with me. Right. So having that, that person in between the outside world and you where you're empowering them to say, when is it the kind of thing that you do need to interrupt my, my trip? Here's what, and, and, and creating a standard around that basically needs kind of be business ending. I, I think that's going to be essential. Not that anything's going to happen because probably it's all going to be fine, but you need that to be able to truly rest. So that's the first thing. I mean, what you said about blocking off in advance, I think is absolutely critical and have a plan for what you're going to do when you get back as well. Let's do that one next though, because I want to, I want to do one, two, three. So, so finishing on what you were saying, as far as having somebody in, in your inbox, I don't want somebody in my inbox. So who I have in my inbox could be, it's not because I just don't look at it, but I just tell people and if, if they can't figure it out, then, you know, that, and that's another way to do it. It's kind of, I'm kind of like, this is my time. I'm going to take this and whatever happens, happens. So that's not a bad ad- attitude. I don't think either, but, but if you want an intermediary between that, it's let an autoresponder be in your inbox for you. That just says, Hey, I'm gone from this date to this date. Don't forget, by the way, when you're back to take that off, because three months later, when it says I'm gone from three months ago, that looks weird, but have the autoresponder do it for you. And then it can say, I'm gone during this time. And therefore, if you need anything during that time, I won't be available, but you can talk to and then let that direct somebody. And that way you don't have to have somebody in your inbox, but you also don't have a big pile of undone stuff when you get back. So, okay. So that's, that's a couple of things. I got, I got one more big one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I mean, another big one I would say is don't the meetings that you cancel the week that you're gone, don't try to pack all of those, you know, and anything that you miss, don't try to pack them all into the following week. So when you come back, it's fine if there's some like critical company meetings or stuff like that, but don't try to take like, well, you know, I'm not able to meet for these three or four weeks, but I could meet the week I'm back. If you do that, then the week that you come back is just this herky jerky, like scattershot of all of this stuff that you need to do. And and it is just going to be the worst week of your life. And so it truly, it's like, no, I'm not able to make that. It's canceled not to be redone. And like I told, you know, my assistant, don't schedule any meetings in the week that I get back because you want to, when you come back to be able to hit the ground running and get some stuff, you're going to resent the vacation. You're going to resent the people. You're going to resent everything if you come back and it's just hell waiting for you. So manage that week that you return back to work as well. Yeah. You, uh, otherwise you need a vacation from your vacation. That's what it feels like. And we, and I've even said that when I used to do that, it's that's to me, that's really, really good. The other thing that I would strongly suggest you do is that this is the perfect opportunity to give responsibility to somebody else in the company to test whether they are capable of moving up and moving up ideally would be moving into some of the things that you're doing so that you can then be free to do other more important things. So for, and you could do this, you don't have to go on vacation, but vacation is a great time for that. We're all about to go to Mexico and we're taking many days before and many days after the two day event that we're doing there. So we've kind of thrown that in between, but that's not our 30 day. That's not our 30 day. So don't, uh, don't say, well, you said no, we're taking some time before and after, but, but what we're also doing during that month, because that's a pretty good swath of time. It's, uh, it's about two weeks of time is that that means during that month, one of our big money-making things won't be able to happen that in this case that I've been doing for 20 odd months. And when I went to London at the first of the year, we lost all of that income. And that's because I didn't think to test 
having somebody else do that. And so now this month, what we're doing is we're taking a bet and the two key people, me and Deanna, who normally run this challenge that we've been running for, for 22 months, are not going to be doing it. But it's going to be done by two of our other key people, our marketing head, who is Michael, and our and our director of membership, which is Bailey. So they'll be running this whole process, including sales and everything during that time. Now, we would lose this money if I, if I was gone, and I'm going to be gone. So like, it's not like, and I'm definitely not going to do this while I'm gone, because I am very good about roping off the the vacation time. So what we've done is we've elevated these people and they're excited about it. And by the way, if they're not excited about taking responsibility, it's time to move those people on because they're not going to be the kind of people you want in your company. And so if you if you can do that then though, this is the potential for a giant win for the company because it replaces me and Deanna and allows us to do other things that will also make more money. And it's a big win for the company in that it's testing these two people and giving them the chance to move up. And then if they get a taste of that and like it, and we'll do everything to make them successful that we can, then now we've we've completely changed the company and we've freed ourselves up more and we've increased their satisfaction with the job and it gives us the ability to pay them more. So like, it's a big win when you can do that. So I'd say like, use this also as a forcing function to get you to really cross train your people, get them to level up and give them a chance to taste that responsibility to move you on to other things and come back from that vacation time, actually surprised to find that you no longer need to do that thing that you've been doing for so long. Yeah. A a buddy of mine is doing the same thing. He's taking his family on a six week trip also, you know, throughout Europe this summer. And I, you know, I asked him, I said, so who's kind of going to be running, running the show? Who's going to be responsible when you're gone? Do you have like a number two? And he doesn't, he's like, no, I kind of got, you know, four or five, you know, executives. And so what they're going to do is they're going to rotate responsibility one per week. And, and what he's told him is, you know, this is all of you have an opportunity to, to kind of do what I do. So you're going to lead the meetings. If, if something comes up, you're going to be the one who makes the call. Right. And, and so rotate around. And when we come back, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing, you know, what did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? Who do you feel like really, really excelled? I think it's going to be, you know, great, but everybody only gets a week. And, and I thought that was pretty clever. Um, so it, it, it could also be disastrous. So I'm not recommending it because I haven't heard the results yet. I think it's far better if you obviously have somebody who is the number two in the, in the organization to step in. But I thought it was a clever thing. So maybe when he gets back, I'll find out if it was good or if it was a disaster and we can report back in a future episode. It's not an, it's just not enough time. That's the big challenge I have with it is, is you're, you really do want to do that. And you, even if you're not on vacation, you want to, you want to be training those people to take over key functions so that you don't have to do everything. And you've got to train that replacement, but a week isn't enough to me. Like a week is, it's like a vacation. It takes that whole week just to get acclimated. So that means that just as that person is getting a handle on what's going on, they're out and another person is in. And it's just, so I think you've got to make that 30 days too. And that's a really good thing. I definitely wouldn't make it less than two weeks because it's just to even get a feel for what the the chief executive is doing. It's going to take a little bit of time. So it'll be fun to see what they say. I, but everything I've yeah. done and the studies I've seen says it's 30 days. Yeah, again, it was not my recommendation. And when he said it, I was like, that's interesting. I mean, I think that you shouldn't have told him to do that. Yeah, you're right. That was a bad call on my part. I, 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 mean, I respect the boldness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, that's. I think that's a pretty good place to stop unless you've got something else. 
I would just say, look, if you're listening to this, wherever you are, look out sometime in the future. If it's in, you know, the next 90 days, the next six months, the next 18 months, go ahead and just put a 30 day block, you know, 30 day vacation on the calendar, just put it out there somewhere. And, and even if it's into next year, like that's fine, but put it on the calendar. That's kind of your action item. And then begin to work toward making that a reality. And what I'll say, shameless plug, if you don't have a solid operating system running your business to ensure that you can have them, just know that at scalable.co, that's quite literally what we help companies build. So I'd love to help you build one of one for your business as well. Love it. Love it. Cool. Well, that's the moral of today is that every time that you listen to this, you might find that you have 30 days of vacation. And therefore, you should subscribe to Business Lunch. You should give us a five-star review because, come on, who else can give you a 30-day vacation, right? Yeah. You're welcome. And um, and you also don't want to miss out on this. We've got lots of good things coming on. So thank you guys, and we'll see you next time. What if three days could change the course of your business in 2023? Get Scalable Live is where you'll gain great clarity on the next steps that will help you create the business, life, and wealth you deserve. Connect with business owners and entrepreneurs just like you, hungry for advice, proven strategies, and necessary connections to grow a business. Literally, million-dollar conversations are happening in the hallways, in the bathrooms, across tables. Get Scalable Live at Fairmont Austin, November 2nd through 4th. Tickets are on sale now at GetScalableLive.com.